Extreme Vocabulary is not your typical word of the day podcast. We don't just define words, we contextualize them in terms of their history, etymology, politics, aesthetics, and if that sounds boring, you're wrong. In other words, we look at the culture behind words, and I'm here with Abe. Hello. How you doing today, Abe? I'm alright. Yeah. Anything new going on? Hmm. Just searching around for some skulls. Oh, cool. Uh, Aaron. <laughs> that was my uh, attempt at uh, unscrupulous, underhanded laugh- laughter. Sounded like Beavis or Butthead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> and finally, a friend of Beavis and Butthead, Efren. Yes, the sort of uh, love, perhaps the love child of uh, Beavis and Butthead. Ain't you that boy that was whacking off in my tool shed? <laughs> this is a family podcast. Get your family back in the shed. Efren, uh, how are you doing today? Okay, just uh, looking around for some duggeries. Mm. <clears throat> what is today's word? Skullduggery. Mm. Um, yeah. Are we just going to jump into it or any other well, I could final... Just, sounds a bit violent. I'll, ju- I'll, I'll just say this. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty rare word. I think it's used rarely. Can I do something today? I actually media. have I have a little bit of research in front of me. Okay. Skullduggery. Where's one definition from Merriam-Webster? Underhanded or unscrupulous behavior. Also a device, or de- devious device or trick. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. So we should probably spell the word, by the way. So thanks for that definition. Let's begin. Let's uh, begin I've, with the spelling. Oh yeah, we should do a spelling. But before we do, uh, could I just ask a question? Do you think if you're Ryu and you jump kick somebody and they block and then you throw them at the end of your jump kick that that's skullduggery? They would call that cheese back in the day. Yeah. But cheese could be a form of skullduggery, sure. Do you think so? Why? Because you're blocking and they shouldn't be able to hit you? I don't know. Because they're gaming the algorithm. <laughs> like they're going by the timing and they know it's impossible to react quickly enough. You are supposed to be able to throw somebody while they're blocking. But right. It's like, yeah. I mean, the, the mm. cheesier one is Chun-Li, isn't it? Chun-Li was, it's, had a, like, her, her throw was more effective than Ryu's, I think. Mm-hmm. Debatable. We should bring this up in a, a different podcast. You know, I forgot probably <laughs> most people don't really remember street fighter 2 we're getting very um generational here <laughs> yeah i think people remember, i mean there was a movie about it but a anyways. lot of people remember what it is but did you watch that movie <laughs> not <laughs> everybody was listing the skullduggeries associated with it all right um uh how do you spell this word s-k-u-l-d-u-g-g-e-r-y sometimes it's spelled with two l's there's multiple variants Mm-hmm. Well, you know, not multiple, just two. There was also a, a different spelling that it's the same word. It was a totally different spelling, though. So this goes back to the 1700s. It's skullduddery, S-K-U-L-D-U-D-D-E-R-Y. So there, there's some kind of variant spelling, and for some reason, the spelling changed somewhere along the line. So. There's that. It almost makes you wonder, like, was it just a weird word? It is so weird, right? Like, what does it mean? Are we digging around skulls or what? What's what? so I was saying? It's a bit of a violent kind of sounding word, right? It, it, 
it doesn't i don't know what do you well you told us what it means already but what did you guys think it meant before we even found out what it what it actually means i i always associate it with cloak and dagger skullduggery cloak you know? and dagger yeah because for some reason the cloak and dagger goes with a skull and crossbones i guess i don't know um i also associate it quite often with um uh, i forgot never mind <laughs> wasn't that important what do you associate it with, F? I mean, the obvious associations are, you know, like violence, underhanded oh. violence. I don't know. Hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, skull. Oh, now I remember. Okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. So, um, skullduddery, the original word. Maybe the guy was trying to say skullduggery, but he had like a lisp or something going on. Skullduddery. <laughs> well, then... actually, all the people who were pronouncing it did have a lisp. They were all Scottish. Oh. Skullduddery. <laughs> Which is where the word comes from. It's, what it's are they like... saying? Duggery? Okay, sure. <laughs> So I don't know. You you could probably do the the Scottish accent you want better a Scottish than brogue? Uh, Try saying the uh, word "skullduggery." Skullduggery. There you go. <laughs> you can easily mix up the G's and D's. Doodery, doodery. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So little, little Glaswegian for you there. <laughs> Let me tell you a bit more about it. So okay, the etymology is really like we actually don't know very much about this word. We don't know where it comes from. I don't think we know like how to break it down. Like, where do you put the breakdowns in, in, in this word, right? Is it like skull and then duggery? I mean, there's the Y at the end, right? The Or the R-Y. Mm -hmm. So we know that there's like a suffix there, but like where else? Like, what does the S-K-U-L mean, right? School. Or duggery, what does that part it's mean? It's sounding Vikingish, school, skull, like stone or something, right? Or, or, yeah, some, or maybe cold. Yeah, so, like, Etymologists don't really know what to do with this word. They don't really know like exactly where it comes from, except that it seems to be a Scottish word mm. from the 1700s. And I think that's as far back as we can date it. A lot of Vikings landed in Scotland, so okay. Yeah, and we also know that the word changed spelling, you know, so the Ds <coughs> got converted into Gs. Mm -hmm. um, but it might have always just been something that sounded cool or sounded right and kind of caught on that way. Like a... Like a whole new word instead of a mix-up of old... Oh, um, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, again, we don't really know where this word comes from. Like, I, I looked up a few different, you know... There's uh, very little data available. Yeah. Well, let's see... There's well, not that much information about it, yeah. What would happen if we took our um, baser instincts and tried to put together the uh, the words that we know in it? To dig out a skull? <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, I actually wanted to do this experiment with you guys and just think about like, well, you know, what if we had to break down this word? What would it be? You know, mm. but it's is it a skull, though? Is skull skull digging? Well, OK, let since Let's, you're talking about baser instincts, let me bring you back a bit, though. So. All right. So in in its earlier manifestations, the word uh didn't quite mean what you said it was, Aaron, mm -hmm. where you talked about like underhanded dealing or like or intrigues or machinations or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What it actually meant was fornication. Cool. It was a synonym of fornication and adultery. That's where we get buggery from. What's buggery? <laughs> it's uh, they wouldn't know that here on the other side of the pond. Yeah, buggery is um, kind of like the F word in a way. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you know it's unscrupulous. Um, 
messing around. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the the equivalent of skullduggery today, I mean, we don't use this word obviously, right? But an equivalent might be something like the phrase like effing around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? That that's what it meant. So when skullduggery was a way of talking about people who are doing bad things, explicitly sex sexual things. So, but what does that have to do with skulls? I don't know. <laughs> or what is duggery? Like, is it dig? Like D-I-G? Does it mean to dig the ground? Or does it mean something else? Like, what's dug? Why is there a U there? I'm gonna look up duggery I by guess itself. my question is, like, what came first? Like, the word skull or, like, using it to describe the, the, the head? Like, I wonder if skull was a word before it was ever used to describe uh -oh. the cranium. Urban, yeah. Urban Dictionary's got something here for duggery by itself. Okay. Minor sexual molestation of a minor sibling. Oh, jeez. Well, that's probably... That's Urban Dictionary, that, though. Yeah, that's probably like a new manifestation of the word where Here's we just kind one. of shortened the word down, I think. Here's another one. The act of receiving head or giving the... Getting... The, yeah. <laughs> Got uh, it. Family friendly. Felicio. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes Felicio. Thank you. That's a good word to Isn't use that like for a character from Hamlet. Or that's oh. not a character from Hamlet. Never mind. It's pronounced Falacio, I think. Falacio. Oh. You mean a ratio? <laughs> <clears throat> he came before Pirandello, right? Yeah. Right. But so okay. So all right. So there's that meaning of skullduggery, and then it kind of becomes today it's used more to talk about like people who are corrupt in like politics or in business we would say that they're committing skullduggery right um but the word is also used to talk about things like blasphemy or just you know like bad words profanity um duggery duggery skullduggery skullduggery yeah our word um, and the word itself was used in some like high profile political talk. So, you know, people use the word skullduggery in terms of Watergate. Mm -hmm. Um, it was used to refer to the, the Russian Kremlin, um, corporate skullduggery. Yeah. It was used to talk about wall street mm, and the things that were going on in wall street to talk about bankers. Um, so yeah, I mean, so again, it's not in high usage, but the times it has appeared, that's that's how it's been being used. I don't want to talk, say what I think it means. I think I can't say it in a family-friendly way. Urban Dictionary took care of it. Don't but worry. to dig out somebody's head mm -hmm. with an implement of yours, it could be a pretty uh, violent sexual act perhaps yeah you know like we <laughs> we have words like uh oh dig digger out or something like that have you ever heard that i've heard that yeah yeah but on the skull i never heard it in that context but oh what did you hear it in? just like um uh buggery <laughs> oh oh okay <laughs> Well, you know, like what we're talking about. Like a shoveling motion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Into yeah. The, some opening on the skull. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking about literature, right? Pablo Neruda, right? His poem, My, uh, My Peasant Body Digs Into You. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're focusing a lot just on the, the weird or funny spelling of the word, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. again, 
we don't really know how to break the word down so that we can figure out whether it actually is the word skull. Mm. Um, yeah, know, there could have been a know. word called like old duh that's in the middle of it. Old mm-hmm. Doug or something. We don't, we don't. Right. It's kind of like bamboozle maybe. Like somebody just came up with that. You know what this is? This is a bamboozle. And everyone's like, I know exactly what you mean. You bamboozle is more of a verb actually. Yeah, you're right. But <laughs> what? what that's another great word. You, you bamboozle people. Bamboozle right. is another Somebody's word. not a bamboozle. They get bamboozled. You know, it, he just bamboozled me. I yeah. don't know how to put it. And everybody in the room said, you know what? That is a word. Yeah. We, so, so your yeah. idea is that somebody just came up with it like spontaneously, spirit. right? Yeah. yeah. And that everybody around just figures out what it means because of the way it sounds, right? And then likes it and <laughs> then ends up repeating it yeah. that's called reason. viral yeah i'm almost certain that comes from the south right bamboozled like it's just a southern right i'd be i'd be shocked if it wasn't like a southern sort of slang word from like the uh antebellum era but, i don't know I, it sounds new englandy to me they were bamboozled <laughs> you know, like that. that's a 40s radio announcer that's yeah. a good voice though yeah um i think skullduggery could have been just some like backwoods scottish dude and like they too them too was committing it was, it was in the midst of skullduggery yeah no i think yeah. that's true too yeah <laughs> my, my sheep was even shocked <laughs> or jealous what what i what i do think is interesting is just like this idea that the word went from referring to like sexual acts to like um fraud mm. and political machinations underhandedness just and tri- it's almost, trickery yeah it's trickery. almost like those two things can't be separated <laughs> no matter what right like like sexual deviant sexual acts or whatever and then like you know corruption in the economic realm yeah and like all, those two yeah. things you, go you together F'd, with the F'd word me. you f society by doing what you did right yeah. yeah that's what they're talking about yeah i think he put me over a barrel. Yeah, he put you back to the forties announcer. Thirties <laughs> or forties, yeah. He put me over a barrel, and I went over uh, Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, world record people. Those were the days of like world records. You could just break a record like in a week because there were very little <laughs> records to be broken. <laughs> oh, to go back to the twenties. Yeah, Skulldoggery sounds a lot like some onomatopoeia or something for some reason. Mm. But I wouldn't know what what sounds it's actually referencing. Can we all agree this is just a weird one that yeah. defies classification, traditional classification? Yeah, who chose it? I did, right here. Okay. <laughs> and then he's the one complaining about I'll, not I'll, finding anything. I'm not, I'm, I was going to complain uh, when we got to that point, but now you stole my thunder. <laughs> oh, you just complained to me, but not to the podcast. Okay. No, I was gonna complain when it was my when it was my turn to talk about the literature. Sorry to ruin your complaint. You should still complain. Uh, you know what's kind of funny though is the idea that uh, yeah we do use words like skullduggery, effed, screwed, to refer to bad things happening to us, uh, probably intentionally by others by others in power. But it's like, aren't we supposed to enjoy when that happens? You know. But not if it's unwelcomed. Not if you're not expecting it and wanting it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, but, I, I get but really... But who's up- to say I'm not? 
<laughs> that's all you cowboy <laughs> i i get really annoyed or just like startled when i hear just a sharp sound near me when i'm deep in concentration imagine if something worse happened <laughs> our oh. reaction would be 10 times worse also um thinking about language as often being from the male perspective i was at first a little confused like yeah wouldn't you want that to happen to you but then i realized it's probably buggery that's going on <laughs> uh, or what they're thinking of which makes you think like maybe uh, buggery was more common back in the day. I'm seeing the strong connection between that word and this word, yeah. But mm -hmm. that one exclusively, pretty much exclusively in, in Britain. We don't use it the same way here. Well, it's, Which, it's different. It's, yeah. I mean, they're all connected. They're, of course, connected through like domination, right? Like there's a sense of domination with, you know, getting like hosed over economically or getting like screwed over, like getting or getting a... Uh, you know, um, screwed in every sense of the word when you don't want to be screwed. Like, nobody wants to be financially screwed over. Taking it from a male perspective who often uses the term, uh, the ones who often use the term, and also those in power, writing, talking, uh, historically, it does, it just makes it clear that uh, <laughs> that's always on your mind. <laughs> that receiving the sexual act unwelcome is not foreign to uh our imagination you know what oh I mean? no it's at the forefront usually and maybe our memory maybe our cultural memory i could see that the other thing is that skullduggery could could just be a euphemism right like to talk like to obviously it's referring to like fornication adultery and all that but mm -hmm. it could just be a way of not saying those words because yeah. those words might be too strong or something like that. And mm. so, you know, the spontaneous word that some backwoods Scottish dude <laughs> just like made up or something like that. It I does can... sound like a bad word, like Fuddruckers or something. Oi, oi, lad, you got a problem with the Scots? <laughs> but here's the other yeah. thing, though. Okay, so we're talking about relations, relations of power, right? But okay, but the, the actual appearance of the word skullduggery comes from ecclesiastical courts that are dealing with cases of adultery because you got to remember that adultery like you know it used to be illegal right mm -hmm. and you could get um prison time or fined or whatever right so it's actually ecclesiastical courts that are dealing with this stuff right so it's the church this is a term that the church is using to talk about these issues <laughs> in a you know a law forum mm -hmm. so there's that so it never, yeah, so it didn't sound indecent in that context or colloquial or, uh, right. like, yeah. So, so it was I, more a legal term then, is what you're saying or thinking. <laughs> Not necessarily. But by the time it got written down. Right. Again, this would be just like a synonym for talking about, you know, like so-and-so committed skullduggery with so-and-so's wife. <laughs> because the church was the ones, were the ones writing things down at that time. Well, we're talking so, about the 1700s, so, so it's not that far back, okay. right? But still, it's, you know, the, the documents that are available, when they use this word, they, they're kind of using it as a, as a way of, like, talking about these things without using the specific words or something like that wow. it's so it's a bit strange i don't know it, it's interesting that the, you know there's so many uh other like so many euphemisms for like uh you know like 
fornication, or sexual intercourse, intercourse, adultery, and that this one sort of branched off into like this like financial type of implicate. Like right. it's such a good word when you think of it, it's like harshness, right? Skull, dogger. It's just such a like you can't even say it without your throat tightening up. Mm. And yet that like we we and the like the English language at least in the U.S. ended up reserving that word for like financial mm-hmm. like. Shenanigans. shenanigans which is another one shenanigans <laughs> right. philandering impropriety like all these words are so like euphemistic right, right. or like the relations word, that's my favorite one like relations. the word scumbag you know like people just use it freely without really understanding what it means it just seems like one of those safe words to to use right but like if <laughs> you really, really know what it means really. you know then you know you understand that it actually has like a stronger meaning behind it. Does that have to do with whales? <laughs> I forgot. That would have been my guess. It can. It's a used condom. Oh. Really? Oh, oh so so scumbag is a much more recent word than I would have thought then, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I think it comes from military use. So Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, okay. Literal, literally hand figuratively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the the other thing I wanted to throw out was that I, there's a synonym for skullduggery in the modern sense, right? When we talk about like political and you know um, uh, bank fraud, it's chicanery, oh, which is another chicanery, word that just yeah. sounds weird to me. You don't hear that word very often, but when you right. do, it's like yeah, it's one of those. I want to look that up. They said it a lot in the '40s, though. Chicanery. Nice. Nice job. Nice job, Efren. And so the Japanese bomb in World Harbor is the worst type of chicanery that could possibly happen. Sorry. (laughs) On the fly. (laughs) All right. In an act of chicanery, the likes of which have never been seen, the Japanese descended upon Pearl Harbor. You know, something like that. It sounded like Howard Cosell, but yeah, it was great. That's right on. Yeah, that's totally all they sound here. How would Cosell? So, yeah, dude, Bill Clinton. <laughs> relations. <laughs> relations. Skullduggery. I, I did not have relations with that woman. I oh. think Bill Clinton is like a perfect example that brings perfect. together like all this stuff that we're talking about. It's just like the, perfection, yes. The sexual stuff mm-hmm. with the like financial and economic stuff just brought together. Yeah in some weird way uh, all the definitions of the word converge on a singular human and that human is bill clinton <laughs> but of course you know now that we have like the worst type of bill clinton as president now right mm-hmm. and it's like it's just so weird how like the political parties change their opinions about that it's like you know democrats defended bill clinton but i feel like that same logic is being used against Trump. I don't know. It's not that I'm defending the president, by the way. I think everything he's doing is I think there's an issue of competency. He's the one big defining thing here. Competency is the one difference. Mm. Other than that, there's... yeah. And vice versa, vice versa, right? Because right. The, because the Republicans were like, we need to impeach and all right. this stuff, and then now that like, yeah, they're so, okay with yeah, it. It's yeah. just so weird. Like they're not okay with it. They're just fucking. <laughs> they're cowards. Sorry, you gotta edit that one. Uh, no, I think a lot of them are okay with it. They might not be in, in 
but there, yeah, well, yeah, there are so many of those too. I'm sure they're just they're mm-hmm. gonna lick whatever mud is on there. But there are a lot of them that are definitely not okay with it, but they show their cowardice by keeping silent and mm-hmm. or trying to make an excuse and to not discuss the issue. Those mm-hmm. are the worst ones, I think. At least the the ones that are telling you straight up, yeah, I'm licking his boots. Oh, at least he's honest. That's his one redeeming quality. He's not trying to hide it. Yeah, I would go so far as to say that like everyone's okay with it. It's just that like it's it's that the I I, like other politicians have always been okay with it. What is it by the way? With uh, skullduggery of all sorts occurring with our president. Uh, The only difference, I mean, you know, this goes back to like the 19th century presidents, but. What's different here is that it seems like the people are okay with it this time, right? Like, people are okay uh, with it. Well, I mean, were people okay with JFK? I think... I mean, he was a pretty notorious Well, that wasn't common knowledge. Yeah, it wasn't common knowledge. It wasn't? And okay. the press actually protected mm-hmm. the president, uh, the presidency back then, too. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oi, era. Peter Lawford, he found it for me. I, it wasn't me. <laughs> Peter Lawford was my pimp. Alright, let's take a little break and we'll come right back uh, with some literature, some skull-dugging literature. See you then. Welcome back to Extreme Vocabulary, where we renounce words of hate and embrace words of love flickering in the dusk light like so many fireflies. Sounds a bit like a young James Mason. Is that Williamson? Mary Williamson? Yeah, I was trying to be Marion Williamson. You sound a little bit like James Mason though, when he was younger. <laughs> I, I thought you were trying to be a B poet. <laughs> Maybe you married I, I thought you were trying to be. Yeah, we all had a different. Yeah. James Mason voice. Oh, this is uh, later years. Goes like this. Yours was very soft. Oh yeah, no, I was a. Uh... But it was still British. <laughs> Anyways, I do want to say Marion Williamson is my favorite politician of all time. Probably. <laughs> um, okay, so here we are, literature corner. Every week, Efren has found us. He's gone through great lengths to find us a word for every single word we've ever done. And uh, skullduggery, that's a weird word. How, uh, how hard was it to find a word, uh, this word? Well, we're always reaching new heights and milestones here on Extreme Vocabulary. And today, uh, this word was the closest a word ever was to just completely uh, stumping me. Hmm. Um, you know, just to kind of I'll, I'll just speak a little bit about the sort of how the sausage is made. Uh, I go on sort of Gutenberg Project a website uh, I go to Google Books and I do like complete uh, sort of searches for all like just tons of, of different books uh, I use my own library to kind of like jumpstart those and Skullduggery was nowhere um, usually uh, even the most difficult words will have a poem about them in like the Poetry Foundation website which is encyclopedic and comprehensive and it's it's like listing of poems uh, that still didn't have uh, skullduggery in it ah but finally on this random uh, poetry website called poetry soup i learned uh, of a poet and of a poem that did include the word and i think it's interesting right that uh this really kind of obscure word well not obscure in a sense that like we don't know you know 
we've never heard it before, but obscure in the sense of not being in literature, mm-hmm. uh, was sort of used by this somewhat obscure poet named uh, Vashel Lindsay from Illinois around the turn of the century. He was kind of a late 19th, early 20th century American poet. Was it uh, was this also self published, sort of like our Sonder poem was? Uh, no, no, I think this. I think Lindsay had actual like books out and stuff. Like he had actual, um, he was an actual po- like published poet. Okay. Like by an actual uh, house. It's also interesting, and uh, I'm curious to see what everyone thinks. Is that he was considered the founder of what's called modern singing poetry, which is uh, verses that are meant to be sung or chanted. So it's right. kind of an interesting contrast, I think. And one of the things we always talk about here on Extreme Vocabulary is sort of like the form versus the content, right? Like sort of definition uh, versus like where it's, you know, the form in which it's used. So I think this might be kind of an interesting uh, example. Do we do that? Okay. No, I just made that whole thing up. You know, I have but an I'm idea. I'm glad for pointing it out, though. That's, I'm glad you pointed it out. I have an idea. Um, since this is supposed to be some sort of musical poem and... Uh, Abraham's got this uh, pretty good guitar uh, skill. Let's get some accompaniment from Abraham. Uh, I have no idea what uh, what to play though. Just a noodle, like you like you were before uh, a recording, maybe. Some power chords. <laughs> some power chords. Just to, I mean, I know this is going to disappoint the audience, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to actually it's sing song this poem. Yeah, in lieu of that. Well, that's Black not so much like a, in the dead. It's not yeah. Blackbird, though. But, alright, go for it. The raft. The whole world on a raft. A king is here. The record of his grandeur, but a smear. Is it his deacon beard or old ball pate? that makes the band upon his whims to wait. Loot and mud honey have his soul defiled. Quick, quack, pig and priest. He drives camp meetings wild until they shower their pennies like spring rain that he may preach upon the Spanish main. What landlord, lawyer, voodoo man has yet a better native right to make men sweat. The whole world on a raft. A duke is here, at sight of whose lank jaw the muses leer. Journeyman printer, lamb with ferret eyes. In life's skullduggery, he takes the prize, yet stands at twilight wrapped in Hamlet's dreams. Far out, man. Thank you very much. Please drop a dollar in the bucket. And we'll tip, see you next Wednesday. Tip your servers, people. Tip <laughs> The next open mic here at... That was good. Nice. That actually was pleasant to listen to, so... Uh, it's not like a professional setup here almost. Did you... Uh, did, uh, so what'd you think, Aaron? What'd you get out of that experience? Out of the poem? Uh, yeah. I, um, I'm still not sure how it, um, what's the word, enlightens our understanding of skullduggery, but I enjoyed it. 
He referenced Mud Honey, and I immediately thought of that 90s band that I've never heard, but I know that's their name. The original Pearl Jam members. The original Pearl Jam, thank you. <laughs> there were a couple words in there that I just didn't know how he was using them, like the word lamb and the word... Uh, oh, it was, I forgot it was in the beginning. Paint. 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 I didn't yeah. know. I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, paint is just like your, your dome. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It's like the, the top part, yeah. That's your paint. And lamb is like a verb. Is that right? Like L-A-M-B? on the lamb? Wait, um... Towards the end. Oh, journeyman printer, lamb with ferret eyes. Lamb, L-A-M-B. Oh, it's a... The journeyman printer is a lamb with ferret eyes. I think so. Okay, got it. Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, It makes a lot of sense to me. It seems like uh, this guy basically just represents power, right? Right. In our world. And uh, it's kind of flowery at times, and maybe that kind of helps us to see his appeal. He's kind of like, mm, mm. he's kind of like a, atop a, a bed of flowers. He's like on a, on like a, a parade, or, or something like that. But then, nice reminder at the end that his power comes from, actually, just twisting people's hearts or minds. Yeah, let me read the last stanza that I read, and I, I don't mm-hmm. want I want to call your attention to the word yet. All right, journeyman printer. Lamb with ferret eyes. In life's skullduggery, he takes his prize. Yet stands at twilight wrapped in Hamlet dreams. Why is the yet there? Yet stands at twilight. So you take skullduggery. In life's skullduggery, you take your prize. Or he takes his prize. Yet stands at twilight wrapped in Hamlet dreams. What is uh, Hamlet dreams? Is that the one where you're like wondering if you should kill yourself? No, that it's or wondering about take action. Ex- existence or yeah, yeah, wanting to take action. Or That's something to be like. or not to be. Yeah, whether it's uh, yeah, oh. better to accept the slings and arrows. Yeah. Oh, uh huh. But Hamlet does contemplate suicide too, though, right? He does. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of this decision. Um, I well, like everything, like power is sort of a contradiction, man, because it's ugly but it's beautiful at the same time, and. At the end, I guess he's posing like this sort of uh, yellow journalism against actual uh, existential um, questions, right? (laughs) Something like that. Like this person is able to kind of hold lies in their hand, in one hand, and like the actual question of the meaning of life in the other. Or is it, yeah, is it supposed to be like a Wolf of Wall Street type, right? Where, I mean, he's, what it says is that he's somehow getting something out of skullduggery, right? Out of like, Mm -hmm. you know, fraud and machinations and all that, right? He gets something out of that. And yet, this is a person who still has a philosophy, right? About their own existence and the meaning of their life and whether they should continue living, etc. Yeah, and I, I mean, I should state that I only read half the poem, right? This, again, just to repeat myself, this is The Raft by Vaisha Lindsay. Uh, so there, perhaps, you know, there's more here for people to unpack if they were to finish finish the, the poem or to continue reading the poem. How do you, how do you spell that first it's, name? It's V-A-C-H-E-L. Lindsay, like the uh, female spelling. Of the yeah, with an A at the end, Lindsay. Yeah, that's it. 
I'm probably messing up the pronunciation too. That sounds right, Vashil. Vashil. Lindsay. Vashil. I don't know. Vashil. All right. Cool, cool. Um, <laughs> another. Okay, so they wrote it towards the beginning of the twentieth century. Yeah. Twenty uh, first century. Yeah. Sorry. No. The tw- yeah, yeah. T- uh, the the twentieth. Wait. Well, it's from, he was born in the late 1800s. Oh. oh okay. So he's writing in the, yeah, the first... I thir- thought when you said the turn of the century, you meant like the end of the 1900s. But you That's what I meant, be- yeah. No, the beginning of the 1900s. Oh, both, right? The end of the, ni- the, end of the, the, end of the 19th yeah. century, beginning of the 20th, I guess you That's turn of the century. Yeah, it's yeah. like when That's, it's yeah. turned okay. yeah, one way or another. He's totally a modernist then. Yes. Worried about financial corruption on Wall Street and wondering about the existence of life. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, though, I didn't sing it the way I should have. So it's like, mm-hmm. who knows what effect this was actually supposed to have. If it was, how was it even supposed to be sung? I don't know. That's something for the uh, experts, I guess. Well, that would have been some That's... early recording technology, too, for them to even pick it up. Oh, yeah. So it's sort of... That's a question it's probably meant to be um, voiced, right? Like, you know, performed, I guess. Yeah, it's just a way to find out how weird your uh, your poetry teacher is. How do they sing this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be cool if this was like the literal index of that. Like you had to like, there's like a rating between one and ten of how weird, <laughs> yeah. how weird. Yeah. Recently I saw um, Cocktail, the Tom Cruise film for, again <laughs> on TV. And they had that scene where they're in, um, they're bartending in that prison, um, um, prison type of club. It's called Cell Block. And then the, this, this total, like, you know, Wall Street kind of guy goes in there with his briefcase and he's all dressed up like he's going to work, right? And he goes up to the top of the stairs. I am the first yuppie poet. And he starts reciting his poem. And then, of course, Tom Cruise has to upstage him and do his stupid poem. The bar is open now. <laughs> That's a good movie. It is a great movie, even though Tom Cruise is heavily in it. Tom Cruise is good, mostly. He's all right. I like I like Brian Brown. <laughs> like, what hasn't he been good in? I mean, I don't want to sidetrack this. I do thing, enjoy but... him in the Mission Impossible movies. I kind of like forget he's there, and like it's Tom Cruise, and I just think it's... the yuppie poet. I think that's what this is. This is that guy, the yuppie poet. Yeah, he's the yuppie poet. He's I'm like the, the philosopher yuppie. king or something. You know. Huh. There we go. Happenstance. <laughs> yeah, and he was supposedly like a financially successful guy. He was like a you oh, know. Mm. interesting. Mm. That's a Wolf of Wall Street kind of character, yeah. yeah. That's actually scary now. Also, I, I, a Guns and Roses comes to mind, right? Because Gun and Rose together, beautiful mm. and deadly, right? Yeah. That's kind of mm. what he is, beautiful and deadly. Well, beautiful in the sense that all human beings with the idea and philosophy are kind of beautiful, I guess. Uh, yeah, but his uh, beauty is posed aesthetically, I think, a little bit. Like, uh, the muses mm-hmm. particularly are, like, intimidated by him, right? Damn. In the poem? Yeah, I like, guess you could you could say well, that. Well, what do they do? I would argue muses? that the muses are more into talent than looks, but that's just sure. Me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, a duke is here outside of whose jet lank jaw the muses leer. Hmm? Yeah, the muses jaw drops. Like, uh, Leering. What? Yeah. What? How dare he? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, could go a lot of ways. Mm. That's the beauty of poetry, folks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we the got you poetry. You know, there's one thing that we can't, like, this podcast can't end without mentioning uh, one of the few, if any, times the word has been used in popular culture. Um, you want to just skip to that section now? Oh, no, I don't mean, no, no, I mean, like, literally, uh, this, 
this word was used like by a celebrity in a almost famously. Really? Do you want me to, want me to tell yes. you? Yeah. yeah, tell him. Okay. There's a video um, on YouTube that has like millions of views on it. It's called Intimidation, and it's by Mike Tyson, right? And he talks. It's his own voice, and he's talking about his sort of psychological mindset as he walks into the room, into the ring. And right. he, he and this is his exact quote. He's like, I'm not going to even try to say this voice, but he's like, I knew the art of skullduggery. I had the fight won before I even walked into the ring because I psychologically intimidated people. See, so like... That's like an interesting sort of use of the word, right? That almost gives another wrinkle to it. Cool thuggery. But look at the video. It's a greatly done video. It's like an eight-minute video. Somebody cut or five-minute. But he's like, yeah, I knew the artist called Duggery. That's ah, it's such a nice turn of phrase. <laughs> that was good, yeah. Showed you he'd been reading. He's, 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 Mike Tyson's a genius. Yeah, he's well-read. He might actually be a genius. Like if he would have went like to Harvard, he'd be a genius. I like that he really took to, to pigeons, like um, fostering and you know, yeah. raising pigeons. That was his thing. Yeah. That's cool. He used them to send messages yeah. to his uh, opponents, though. Did you know that? I believe that, yeah. He's, he's like, I'm still going to kill you. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, I'm going to hit you so hard, your grandchildren will go feel it. <laughs> yeah, that's what the pigeons are going to do, send messages to their grandchildren. All right. Um, well, let's go back. One more thing. One more oh, thing. Uh, Efren, I'm sorry, but Skullduggery appears in Absalom, Absalom by William Faulkner. It does. A version of it. Oh, it's Skulldug. And it goes like this. It's this Faustus who skulldugged a hundred miles of land out of a poor, ignorant Indian. Oh, nice. Nice. Also, you think I would know that because that's like my favorite Faulkner album. The only reason I know that is because it's listed on the OED, (laughs) (laughs) which is my number one source. That's your source. Nice. Oxford English Dictionary, people. As it should be. Yeah, probably I didn't. When I was doing my keyword search, right, it didn't. I used the whole word or whatever, so it didn't pick up that. Yeah, yeah. other forms of it. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't pick up other forms. Dang. So you're telling me that the OED is better than this podcast? I don't know. Well, it's funnier than this podcast. <laughs> I just think of us as telling a story from the OED. Yeah. Yeah. Making a story we, out of the OED. We, we were students us. of the breeze, man. And one thing the OED doesn't have is music. So let's come back and give give us some music it's gonna be a tough one but okay we'll think about it on each week of extreme vocabulary um we try to choose a song that features the word of the episode anybody got any days (laughs) days yeah i was thinking of um from the album License to Ill. Dernalin, 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 Dernalin. Is that one? Oh, uh, no, that sounds like Chili Peppers, actually. Oh, yeah, it sounds works. like Chili Peppers. <laughs> that's a, that's California, not Californication. That's um, Around the World, around the world oh, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Life is Beautiful Around the World. Yeah, that one. That How one, would yeah. you sing? You're talking about Sabotage, right? Yeah, I was going to refer to Sabotage by Beastie Boys, yeah. Because it's, you know, thematically it works. Yes. What is that song about? Uh, underhanded Tactics. And that they can't stand it. <laughs> oh, right. I can't stand it. we got to look at the lyrics it. again, but yeah. That's a pretty good one. I have a hard time beating that. The only other possible one I could think of that was even related to the topic was like Masters of War by Bob Dylan. Hmm. Right. 
Like um, War Pigs by um, Sabbath could work. I was just thinking oh, that one, and War you Pigs. beat me to it. Sorry. Yeah, that's I'm always gonna beat too. you to the punch when it comes to things yes, like that. Yes, I know. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> would you say uh, Hole in the Wall would work? No, not really. What's Hole in the Wall? No, we don't. Brick in the Wall. Oh, brick in the Wall. Like Hole in the Wall. You're talking about. I thought for a second you were talking about hole another in brick in the wall. You mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not really. Not really. Okay, so um, what is War Pigs about? War Pigs is just a critique of war. Mm. War profiteers, war yeah. Yeah. gun makers. Which, you know, I'm sure they engage in skullduggery every now and then. The Seychelles. Satan laughing spreads his wings. Oh, is that? Yeah, that's War Pigs, yeah. Uh, man, why is this one so tough? Because it was tough all around. I don't even know how we said so many words about it. I know. We actually had like a whole we have almost an conversation hour. around yeah. it somehow. That's amazing. I thought we would struggle to tell you the truth. I caught all three of you napping at one point too, by the way. <laughs> um, all three of you listeners. <laughs> the, listeners. I think... I think sabotage is probably it. It was my. It was the first one to pop in my head, so it's usually a good direction to go. And musically, it just would it's, work, yeah, right? Like it's, it's just great, its, yeah. energy it's energy. Its energy, its guitars, work. it's yeah. it's kind of screamy, screamy kind of lyrics. Yeah. All right. Cool. Settled. Um, thanks for listening to Extreme Vocabulary. I was Josh. Check me out at, at Josh Adachi again. You can listen to my old podcast, The BGM Jukebox. Listen to it from the very beginning. I promise you'll learn some music that you probably kind of like. Um, anybody else? Uh, we, yeah, I was here with Abe. Hey. Abe, oh, wait. You I got mean, anything to plug? Bye. <laughs> plug all the time. Uh, not at this moment. Any podcast you're listening to? Oh, sure. I've been listening to the Platano Diaries. Oh, yeah? Hey, buddy, yeah. you just engaged in a plug. What's that about? I don't got it. Uh, it's a Puerto Rican-American hosts who are dealing with uh, the cultural politics surrounding Puerto Rico and Puerto Ricans. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, and hey, it bl- takes hey. it from a feminist woman of color perspective to the to the gals over at um, platano diaries if you are in need of a sangron fourth (laughs) co-host i can help it doesn't sound like a tough podcast where the word gals would go over well though what should i say guys (laughs) folks okay folks i don't know to the people at is gals an anti-feminist term it doesn't have to be Oh yeah, nothing has to be. But I mean, it's it's <laughs> well, consi- I would, like I I don't know if I would consider well, it personally one, but I know it is considered one. But I, I wouldn't call them dolls because I understand why that one. Gals, <laughs> it's a little more, I guess. Okay. All right, Efren, you got anything to plug? Um, yeah, I will be policing everyone's podcast awards. Apparently, no. Um, I will be drinking at. No, just kidding. Um, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. No, um, Efren, I, why don't you plug our uh, Instagram? Among other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out our Instagram at Extreme Vocab, um, and we we try to like you know put little pictures every now and then and interact with people and uh, we do get questions and so we're we're looking for a lot more for people that have ideas. Um, so yeah, you know, message us. We're pretty 
we're pretty chill about like uh, taking in feedback and people's ideas. So you know, hey, be a part of it. Yeah, but don't like so blatantly hit on us. You know, it's so it's kind of gross. You know. Um, also, email us at extremevocabulary at gmail dot com. Uh, thanks for listening. There's also our blog spot. Oh yeah, yeah. and check us out at extreme uh, blogspot dot extremevocabulary dot com. Uh, leave us a post, a po- and also review the uh, the podcast on iTunes. Go for it. If you send us email, Efren will be uh, responding to it very likely. And if you post a response to the blog, I will be the one doing it very likely. And send in a, a request for a word. Please, yeah. always, we yes. need ideas. All right. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>